0: Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. your perfect home sweet
2: home. Hi everyone, I'm Rachel Zoe.
1: And I'm
0: Roger Berman.
2: And you're listening to...
1: Works For Us.
2: Where we talk to people about what works for them in their relationships and of course, what What doesn't. doesn't. This episode is listener feedback part two. We are so excited to take the time today to answer your questions and share your feedback with the rest of our audience. We both love how responsive our listeners are, and we just want to encourage all of you to keep calling in because we absolutely love hearing from you. We're so sick of ourselves, so we want to hear more from you.
1: Let's kick off today with some of the questions you've asked us on Instagram. You definitely let us know what you were hoping to find out from us, and honestly, it seems that the theme of the week is kids. mm Certainly a big topic. My favorite
2: topic, actually.
1: Yes. And uh, let's go ahead and hear some of the best questions about it. I'm going to start off with Adriana AIA Fola asked, (laughs) how did your relationship change after having kids, both good and bad? Well,
2: I already know Roger's answer to that. Um, How did our relationship, you know, I think it just became more grown up. Um, for me, I would say overall, the biggest thing was that we became responsible for something so much bigger and more important than ourselves. And so everything just kind of flipped into like, every decision seemed like a big one and everything became even more of a joint decision. And when you have your first child, I know every decision we made was so like, everything's going to impact everything. This is the most important thing. And then by the second one, you're a little more chill about it. But I would say we just became, I felt like we became grown ups when we had Sky.
1: Yeah, I think that that definitely, um, once you start having a family, I think it certainly just becomes less about the two of you and more about a, a unit.
2: You but started sleeping half the amount. Yeah. You, need, you used to sleep like 10, 12 hours a night.
1: Yeah, but I guess the question is, how did our relationship change? Um, so I would say, I, I don't know. know your answer, no, well, listen, I think we I think in many ways we became closer, right, because now we created something, sure. and I think that's and something. we
2: stare at them all day and can't believe we created them, yeah. even still, and they're seven and ten, yeah,
1: and that binds you know you with someone else forever, you know you, that's an indelible bond, but um, you know, I would say the negative because it's good and bad. I mean, the <laughs> negative is I'm certainly very lower man on totem pole, and you know that's He's okay,
2: so needy.
1: Well, I'm needy because I get nothing um, because just, you're so into the boys and Al Goldie. But anyway, I'm not going to sound bitter on my own podcast. <laughs> Rachel has a little bit of- Sorry,
2: uh, I have a non-COVID illness. I have a cough cold. It's going around and it is not
1: COVID. Oh, right, well, not COVID. So let's go to our next Instagram question. At Mindy Kuhn asked, I would love to hear how you encourage your son's brother relationship. We have two- Uh, one and three-year-olds?
2: So we get asked this a lot and we do not take for granted the fact that our children are thankfully equally obsessed with each other. They literally are never apart, honestly. I mean, and obviously through the pandemic, that could have really gone either way. And, you know, they'll have like a little bicker, but it'll last, honestly, less than three minutes. They really are best friends. And I think it's because... When I think about it, I think it's because Caius is very he's very bright and I think he can really roll with older kids very well. So I think that's helpful. And I think Skylar is so empathetic and sensitive and loving. And I think that like Roger and I always say, like, thank God Skylar loves him back because Caius worships his older brother.
1: Yeah, that's pretty you normal. Know? Um,
2: but the older the older sibling doesn't always like give it back. Well, That's I think the there's
1: a. I think uh, to answer the we uh, didn't give them a choice. No. Well, to add, yeah, to answer the listener's question, I think there's two things. A, I think um, you know, age difference makes a lot of difference. From what we understand, kids, you know, two boys that are about a year apart are very competitive. Right. And it's they're really just trying to find their own space within the same friend group and you know p- uh, family unit and and the like. Whereas it's pretty clear that Caius is the younger one, Skylar's the older one, and they have different, you know, different sort of levels where they're at, and they, I think, they both understand where they're at in terms of their age, and I think that that helps. The other thing um, that you can do as a parent and what we always talk about this, yeah, and what I take very seriously, and actually, I got this advice from someone who had two boys, and he told me, he said, "Listen, I know you, you know, congratulations on the new, on the new baby." Two boys. I have two boys too. And he goes, the best thing you could do to that do for yourself is make them understand that fighting between the two of them is not acceptable. Yeah. And I am a very easygoing dad. I pretty much let the kids get away with murder. I buy them, you know, treats. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm. I, I I'm would, much stricter. I would say I'm a much less strict parent. However, they know the one thing about
2: I, different things. Yeah.
1: They know. Well, but they know I will not tolerate. Them, um, you not know, being kind, not to being each kind other. to each other, because what happens, and I've seen this a lot. We see it often. Well, you see, but it's not only just with children. I think it's just we're looking at any relationship. Sometimes relationships turn into like a sort of like you know, there's like maybe a, a banter, or like a put downs and, you, you know, things like that. And it just sort of becomes the relationship. And I think you got to watch for that. It's a slippery slope, you know, where someone takes a different role, like the one that gets made fun of. And, you, you know, and, and I think they fall into that role and it's not healthy.
2: But I think simply put, because you have a one and three year old, I think the important thing when our kids were like four and one, Roger and I literally sat Skylar down and said, he is your brother. He is your best friend for life. And no one will have your back the same way your brother does. And it's your job to protect him, help him, teach him, nurture him, love him, make him laugh if he's sad and vice versa when he's old enough. And we made him kind of almost have like a responsibility. And like Roger said, it's easier as parents to just let your kids do. It's much harder to do the work to keep them in line in terms of treating each other kindly. And Roger and I, I would say, worked very Diligently, True. at never letting them mistreat each other ever. And you know, listen, they're brothers, they're siblings. They have to have a little bit of natural, like whatever. But our kids fight five percent of the time, not fifty or sixty. And, 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 and you, you, it's your work as parents. Can, kids come out a certain way; the rest is up to you.
1: And and one observation I had, which is super interesting, is you know when an older sibling you know, their, their kid comes, you know, their, their, their younger sibling comes back from the hospital, right. You know, in many ways, they don't even understand what a sibling is. You you know, it's pretty funny that I think they're like, well, are they going back? Like they're a little confused (laughs) because they've lived alone with mommy, daddy for so long. And I think one of the good things you could do is probably have them be exposed to other siblings that have a very right. um, good positive relationship because they could see how those siblings like lean on each other and are friends and do things together, and I think that that's a healthy versus you know exposing them to siblings that are just always you know rolling around and fighting and wrestling and you no, know, that kind of not thing. Not having that. All right, so we're going to move on, and this is a question <laughs> that's near and dear to Rachel's heart. So, <laughs> Lucinda K. Gear asked Z How do you feel about not having a girl being in an all boy house? This is a topic of conversation, I would say almost daily, because lovely Rachel has not found a way to reconcile the fact that she does not have a girl. So I'm going to let her ask.
2: Well, I have a daughter. I have a daughter now named Goldie Sunshine. She's furry. It has not really filled my need for a girl. You know, listen, I think what I've done is, it's funny. My, so many of my closest friends have girls and you know, they're kind of losing their minds a little cause daughters can be hard emotionally. I was one and one, we can be hard. Um, but yet I've always wanted one more than anything in life. And, you know, part of me, you know, a lot of people think like life is playing a joke on me sometimes because they see me like with my two boys and they're sort of like, but seriously, like, but seriously, you don't have a girl. Um, so, But I do think that the universe gives you what you're meant to have. And, you know, it was funny. It was actually Gwen Stefani a long time ago because she has three boys. And she said to me, you know, Rachel, sometimes I just think we're meant to be the queen. And it stuck with me because, you know, my boys, if you ask Roger, like- They call
1: you queen mommy, They literally
2: call me queen mommy. They look at me every day. Tell me, I don't need makeup. I don't need clothes. I'm just beautiful the way I am. And- you know, Kai's thinks I'm 23 and, you know, bless. And, you know, I wouldn't trade anything. Would I dream to have someone ring my doorbell with a baby girl calling me mommy? Yes, I would love it more than anything. But right now I have a lot of amazing little girls in my life that come to me and it's almost like they know that I want to be with them. So they immediately like gravitate to me and I gravitate to them and they come in my closet and we just... You know, we just click. I just, you know, yes, the answer is I've always wanted one. I really am in a boy house. But I will say that my boys, while very active, are not aggressive in any way. They're very sweet. So I think that kind of helps me not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, oh my God, I'm getting like uh, tackled and.
1: Yeah, in the our, middle
2: of like, you know. Like our boys know. aren't
1: always like playing with ball. They're balls. not aggressive. You know, they're both, no. so they're not like, I mean, they like sports. They're, but they're silly. Not, they're, they're not like sporty spice. So they're, they're. I think they're a little bit, I would say that they're a little bit more they're not rough well-rounded, and you know, yeah. in terms of, of that. And, you know, I wish in a weird way, I don't wish anything. I'm so happy where we are, but- um, if we had children when we were younger, we could probably be looking forward to a granddaughter, in which case you would oh. spoil that granddaughter, but uh, we're a little bit away from that. So lots of ways. Yeah, so we're uh, we're just you know, we're just dealing with regret, I guess, is the way we can answer that question. <laughs> Not really.
2: No regret. People always ask me about my styling process and how I go about putting together a look. And I have to say My secret is that I always look for the pieces that have that little extra something that makes them truly special. That's why I choose to drink Vizzy. As the first hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C, Vizzy brings something unique and delicious to the table. There are plenty of hard seltzers to choose from, but with eight bold and delicious dual fruit flavors and antioxidant vitamin C extracted from acerola cherry, Vizzy makes the choice a little easier and a lot tastier. Vizzy flavors include, get this, pineapple mango, blueberry lemon, raspberry tangerine, and watermelon strawberry. My new favorite is absolutely the watermelon strawberry, which is so incredibly refreshing for summer, I haven't stopped drinking it. And Vizzy also recently launched their own lemonade hard seltzer, which includes flavors like watermelon, peach, raspberry, and strawberry. Seriously. Seriously. Every Vizzy flavor is so delicious you'll want to try them all. It never hurts to add a little vitamin C into the mix, so why not upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy? It's definitely the option that has that extra something special that you've been looking for. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to com slash Zoe. That's com slash Zoe. To get updates on our latest flavor drops and more, Sign up for our emails at Hardseltzer.com slash subscribe. That's Hardseltzer.com backslash subscribe. You must be 21 to enjoy Vizzy.
1: All right. So Adriana Fola also asked advice for someone who's terrified <laughs> of having kids. We could both answer that. Yeah. Um, terrified of having kids. I, I'll go first. I... You know, for me, I knew that I wanted to have children, and in a weird way, I almost didn't know why. It just seemed like that was what I. You was- You weren't ma-
2: even the kid person. That's no, what was so I, funny. Well, but but
1: again, I'm a very pragmatic person, as you know, and I'm sort of math based, and I'm like, well, you know, the numbers say that if we if I do want these, that if we do want this family, or sort of more selfishly, I want to have a family my wife is X age, we got to do this, you know, or, or if we want to, you know, whatever those, those sort of simple math things go through. And that's sort of when I got um, a little bit more aggressive about wanting to have a family. But the funny thing is, is I didn't really think about like Oh, now you have a child, and you have, and like you have a child. Like I didn't really think about that. I think it kind of hit me when I had the kid. Like, oh wow, I don't think we have we, a child. I
2: don't think we wrapped our heads around yeah, it until we Skylar was like in our hands, in our house, and we were like, "What do we do now?"
1: Yeah, it was just sort of like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, you have a kid." Like it was a thing.
2: And- Let me tell you, you grow up real quick when you have a kid, and I think about very young mothers, and I think about
1: how terrified they must be. Yeah. But to answer the question, what would you... So, so this uh, woman is terri- yeah. terrified of the kid. I can, I can really help you. probably the queen of, oh my God, yes. I'm terrified to have kids. So okay. how did you reconcile So that?
2: very contrary to Roger, I actually knew I was going to have children. Like I, I knew because I actually was the baby whisperer. I was the kid person. And um, I literally was like, okay... I'm obsessed with children. Everyone was like, when you having them? I was like, I, I, I don't have time. I don't even have time to shower. I don't know how to do this. Like I was workaholic. So was Roger. And, you know, we were really having fun in our life and building our careers. And I was terrified because I knew, you know, everyone says it doesn't change anything. Or a lot of people say that. And that's a total lie. It changes everything. But I think what they don't tell you is it really changes, in my opinion, for the better. And I think because we had kids later in life, you know, I think it actually makes us better parents because we're so focused on it. And I know for me, it's like, I mean, I have two and I wish I had four, you know? Um, And I would say that if you're terrified, it is scary. It is scary. You're responsible for other beings, other human beings that you're fully responsible for, for the rest of your life, you know? And it is a huge decision and it's not for everybody. And I think that you shouldn't have kids just to have kids. You have to have kids because you know that you'd be a good parent. And I see people that have kids just because it's the norm and that, you know, whatever. And I, I don't believe in that. And I, it is a real, it's, it's a job for life. And in my opinion, the best job in the world and none more rewarding, but it is hard and it's hard every day. Um, but I, I think just if you're, contemplating it, then do it. If you love children or you feel like you have love to give, I mean, just do it. you will I've never heard someone regret it in my entire life. I have heard many that have regretted not, you know, but I also have a huge amount of respect for people that say, I'm not having children and it's not for me. And I think that's like a really big statement. And I think a great one, you know, to know that that's not meant for you. And I think, you know, that's, that's great. So, I think if you're scared, I think you just have to like don't get in your head too much about it. And the best thing ever. Yeah, you, you work it out. You work it out. You just figure out your
1: life. And I hope not, that's but, helpful because yeah, and, I
2: was the most scared you're i You're not the only person that's it.
1: scared, and you're not the only person that is dealing with it. And yeah. it's just part of life, and you figure it out, and it's super rewarding. You know, in many ways, you want to. In order to feel like true pleasure, you have to feel some true pain. (laughs) And you know there's nothing like a day off after you are a parent, whereas you don't appreciate that as much, I think, before you have children. All right, so now this is a very special part of our show. This is a listener response episode. So we're going to play your questions that you have um, asked us through our call-in line. And again, while we're not experts the questions you asked were very much in our wheelhouse. So we're gonna try and give it a go. The first question is from Brittany. Let's hear what she had to say.
3: Hi there, my name is Brittany. I live in Salt
4: Lake City. Just listened to the first episode and I am in love. I wanna be your guys' friends and I think my husband and I need to go to dinner with you because I love how you poke fun at one another. But, and are really super honest about parenthood and who does more of the work, which is totally the females. Um, my question for you is, Rachel, why did you not take Roger's name? Why do you have your maiden name? And did you—is it legally Berman or is it legally Zoe? And what was your thought process behind that decision? Um, looking forward to so many more episodes. Thank you so much. You guys are fabulous.
2: Okay. So this isn't, that's a really, really good question. Um, And I have a a, a few answers to it, but I'm going to do it quick. So first of all, thank you. And hi. Um, Okay. So Raj and I got married like literally a hundred years ago. Um, I was very young. I had just gone freelance as a stylist. My actual full maiden name is a mouthful. It's Rachel Zoe. Zoe is my birth given middle name. Rosenzweig, which no one can pronounce or spell and it's awful. And no offense, dad. But um, so back then I was contemplating, like, it's funny. I didn't love my last name. So I was very excited to get rid of it. But I don't know. Taking it another last name for me just didn't. It, it's weird. I legally took the name Berman. Berman is literally like in my on your passport on my passport. Rachel Zoe Berman. The last name of my children is Berman. Um, but when I started freelancing as a stylist, my first agent said, "Hey, it was before I was married," and she said. No one has enough room to fit Rachel Zoe Rosenzweig. They're all misspelling it and no one can pronounce it. If you're getting married, are you taking his name? And I was like, well, probably, yeah. She said, well, you know what? You're not going to ever change your middle name and it's short. So why don't we just do Rachel Zoe? And I said, great. And I mean, I think I was like 24 years old. And I said, great, let's try it. And honestly, it stuck. It just became like the easiest thing to say, the easiest thing to spell. I mean, every once in a while, someone will say Rachel Zoe, but I mean, it's fine. Um, and and that just became it. And I think, you know, I will say this, no offense, babe, but if we were getting married now, I don't think I would take his last name because not because I don't, it's more like I like having the same name as my children, but like I, in a weird way, I just feel like you're born who you are. I don't, I don't, it seems a little archaic to me now, but I think either way, it's whatever your preference. Maybe I would hyphen it. I'm not really sure. So I use it sometimes, not sometimes. I use it at airports, you know. So legally, my name is Rachel Zoe Berman. But I go by Rachel Zoe because that's my birth
1: name. All right. <laughs> well, I hope that answers your um, question. For the record, I think it's a. it is a little bit like, you know, I actually see some men taking women's names now if their it's name it, yeah well no yeah if their name is better so i think it's kind of or you know i think it could be open for interpretation um, i do think it is a nice thing that you're going from your sort of maiden name in that family and now you're joining together to form a new family so i do think there's something very yeah. you know romantic about that to be honest but i'm a romantic and you know it is what it is
2: as i've mentioned before on this show I'm a Virgo. And to summarize, that means that details are everything to me. I find myself looking at the fine details in almost every area of my life. Whether it's in styling myself or a client or selecting new toys for our puppy Goldie, I'm always focused on the details. I like to think that the finer details of life add to the larger picture of what we put our time and energy into. Bowl and Branch was started by a husband and wife team that wanted to create a textile company that cared about the details that would make their products last. And I promise you, you'll feel the difference in their best-selling beautifully crafted signature sheets. They are velvety soft and super breathable for anyone who happens to sleep hot. <clears throat> Roger. They also actually get softer every time you wash them, so they're sheets that will last you for a long, long time. Truly, These are the kinds of sheets that transform your bed into a luxurious, calm sanctuary. And who doesn't want to always feel like they're living in a dream? To experience an entirely new standard of comfort, visit bullandbranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code ZOE. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code ZOE. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com, promo code Zoe, Z-O-E. Okay, so um, we really, really, really love when people not only call in with questions, but also their own personal stories and general appreciation of our podcast. And that's exactly what you all have done this week. So let's hear some of those calls.
4: Hi, this is Sasha in Santa Monica. I just wanted to call and say... I'm really enjoying the podcast. I've been a fan of Rachel's for many, many years now. Gosh, maybe almost two decades. Watched her show, et cetera, et cetera. But the podcast is great. I'm not calling with any questions, but I will say I think there are two couples that you should have on works for us. The first one would be obviously in Rachel and Roger's wheelhouse. If there's any way they could get John Mayer and Bobby Weir from The Grateful Dead on, or rather Dead & Company on, I think it would be an amazing conversation because that's a new relationship for Bobby and John, yet couched in an existing and long-term band. And then secondly, I think it would be great if you guys could consider getting on uh, the comedy writing duo Julie Goldman and Brandy Howard. They have an excellent podcast called Dumb Gay Politics. They talk about politics. They've been writing partners for almost fifteen years. And they used to be on the People's Couch. Um, they're really funny and they also um, have guests spotted on GC Scoop with Heather McDonald. Anyway, just a big fan, great work on the podcast. Love to everyone that's worked on the show. And the pod. I know it's a lot of work and it's not easy, but it sounds great and seamless. Thanks. Again, it's Sasha in Santa Monica. Thanks. Bye.
1: Thank you, Sasha. You know, Sasha, my dream would be to have John Mayer and Bob Weir on the podcast. And your second suggestion also was amazing. You know, if our booking uh, department wasn't so crappy, we could probably get the people you suggested, but all I could do is pray that they'll book us some of these guests um thanks again
5: hey rachel hey roger it's heather from indianapolis indiana and i have been following your career ever since you did the rachel zoe project i have loved you guys and loved listening to you and hearing your perspectives and i'm so excited you guys are doing a podcast and thank you so much for sharing this story about your i'm gonna cry your journey with skylar because um I can't imagine how hard that must have been for you. Um, I had to take my daughter in May to the ER, she's six, and she is my fighter. She is always a very responsive child. Um, And she went limp and she was unresponsive and um, she was only fluttering her eyelashes and then she stopped doing that and I had to take her to the ER and I was all by myself. My husband was at work, I had to take my other daughter to the neighbor. and It was terrifying, and I just know how emotionally wrought I was, and so I just felt listening to your story about Skylar was strangulating because to know that Roger and and his ski instructor were holding on to him and knowing they had to make that decision about whether or not to keep holding him or to let go and hope for the best that had to be one of the most terrifying things that he's ever lived through in his life and I can't imagine being the mother and having to receive that phone call from my husband not knowing if my child is okay and um just the terror that you guys must have felt um anyway I'm so happy Skyler's okay and I'm glad that he's a resilient kid and I wouldn't expect anything less from you and for him uh, as your parents as parents of him like you obviously have raised a great kid and I'm sure kai is just as wonderful he just wasn't the one mentioned in this episode is mentioned. Uh, he was mentioned, but um, anyway, so I just want to let you know that I uh, love and support you guys. And I'm so happy that all ends well, uh, all is well, but ends well, as you said. So um, have a great day. Bye.
2: Wow. Oh my God. I'm literally bawling. I'm crying. <laughs> well, first of all, I think, listen, I, I think Louise, who actually didn't know us and saw what, what was happening. And by miracle ran that mat under where he, he fell. I think as parents, we go into this, like when something like this happens, you just, any parent, whether you know us or not or anything, it's sort of like you, you just go so deep no matter what. And like, even just hearing your voice and about your daughter, like my eyes just immediately fill up with water. And I think all parents have this connection you know, all over the world, like anyone who has a child, there's nothing yeah. that hurts more. I and mean, I, if I,
1: I see a kid running, you know, into the water without his mommy yeah, or daddy, just run. Around, I run, just run, I run after the kid. I think, you know, sort of, they say it takes a village and, really um, you know, it does. And I think you're, you're, the thing that you experience with your daughter is really, it, it's, you know, I think everyone has these experiences, yeah. you know, and I think that that's what puts you that's what really puts you on alert that this is not a dress rehearsal. No, You do have to take that extra moment for safety. And it's sort of like when you least expect it. And the funny thing about the, you know, chairlift thing is that we really didn't do anything, quote, unquote, wrong. I mean, we were very safe. No, of course. So, um, and that just goes to show you that even, you know
2: doing everything right things can happen things
1: are in god's hands sometime and uh you know god was looking after you and your daughter and uh and skylar so uh we have to appreciate that
2: my 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 uncle my dad's brother passed away like a month before this happened on the chairlift and a lot of my friends said that he was he saved sky from above so uncle fell going into work but Heather, thank you, um, thank you for being so invested in in Sky and in us, and yeah, we, we really, really appreciate, appreciate it. you. And I'm glad your daughter's okay. This parenting thing is for real. Hey, this is
3: Katie. And, um I was really excited to listen to Rachel and Rogers because they have they seem to have such a good balance um, on air and, and just kind of in their public posting, um, and it was really refreshing, just because too often it seems like people kind of drag their significant others instead of talking about what works for them and the cohesion and the partnership that's involved. And over 13 years of my own happy marriage, um, I've actually found myself talking less and less with people because they're always looking for some dramatic story or negativity and we just don't really have it, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot going on with our medical careers and our babies and international in-laws <laughs> and everything else that life creates, but um, we've always been a solid team, and it's it's really nice to have someone create a conversation around
2: the positive uh, for once. so... Thank you so much. I'll keep listening. Bye. Thank you so much. That's so sweet First of all, you. Kadian, Thank you.
1: Acadian is an amazing name. I know. It's I've never pretty heard cool, that huh? name. It's, It reminds me of like a, the circadian cycle, sort of like sleep mellow. So I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, thanks for uh, your call. And it's funny that you talked about our podcast being positive. And it's funny, Rachel and I, a long, long, long time ago, we sort of made the decision that our brand is going to be inclusive, positive, and you know, quote unquote, not snarky. Even when we had a uh, a newsletter, when we first started, you know, we had a lot of choices of how we could the, the tone.
2: People always tried to hire me to be like a snarky commentator or like or fashion, whatever, police. fashion police and things like that, and, that's and n- I just
1: and that never really worked. Ah, that didn't work for us. And <laughs> um, you know, I think that. I think that what you're speaking about, just sort of negative conversation, a, a lot of stuff that goes on in, you know, obviously the political uh, television realm, you know, it's it's really lowest common denominator and it's whoever screams the loudest and whoever, you know, it's just it's just cruel ultimately to try and uh, build yourself up or have, you know, jokes at other people's expense. And I don't know, Rachel and I never really we felt do that, that, that way. You know, we, going back to the, the newsletter, and, you know, not to say anything bad, but like the cut, remember, they've gotten a lot actually mellower but they were very snarky at the beginning and the cut's great now and the cut yeah they really actually they came much more positive and maybe they had some editorial thoughts about that but i just
2: it's not in our nature it would actually be way harder for us to be snarky and mean and i think for us you know not to sound like martyrs or anything but like we we just I don't know, we, ultimately, we want to talk to a lot of people, we want to figure out how to meet people's lives better, how to like, lift them up, not down. And like, you know, look, life is hard enough, right? So if we have a voice, and we have a platform, and we have people listening to us, you got to use that the right way, you know,
1: and I also would just like to comment that a lot of people, you know, are you know, are like, when we'd love to have the Rachel Zoe project back, you know, why don't you do it anymore? And And truthfully, a lot of the difficulty in filming that show had to do with, unfortunately, the audience really is watching for the drama. And we are somewhat drama-free, and we kind of do not want to manufacture drama just for um, people's entertainment. So that was a real um, big reason why um, we kind of put that in the can. Well, Rach, that was so much fun. I love listener uh, response episodes because we really get to hear from people. You know, sometimes sitting in this, uh, well, I would say a recording studio, that's much too glamorous. Sitting here on the desk with this- Actually, po- this
2: is more glamorous than a recording studio. Have you been to them lately? Oh
1: yeah, sitting here on this desk with this podcast equipment, um, you know, it, it, it's nice to hear from people because, you know, you don't have any real- uh, Feedback here, and kind of sometimes you feel like you're broadcasting to who knows who. So it's nice to hear that there is actual people behind there. We that, just
2: love that people are loving the podcast, yeah, that are engaged it's with so it. So nice,
1: so sweet. So we thank you for it. And if you want to share your own story, ask us a question, leave us a message at our new work from home hotline. Works for us, I do that all the time. Uh, if you
2: want to share your own story or ask us a question while you're
1: working from home on our works for us hotline, <laughs> it is. Again, that's 657-549-2251. We just might share your story or answer your question on the show. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at works.for.us and you can leave a comment or question there. So what we like to do each week is we like to end the show with a little highlight and low light from our week. And as you know, in relationships, good comes with the bad. So Rach, why don't you start off and tell me what your um, highlight of this week was.
2: Um, my highlight of this week is that my husband and my sister hosted a beautiful early birthday dinner for me last night in my favorite place in the Hamptons. uh, And it was magical. And I'm sick, not contagious, and not COVID. And adrenaline powered me through the night. And it was filled with love. And my dad spoke, and my sister spoke, and Roger spoke, and my nephew Luke spoke, my kids spoke. It was really beautiful and special. And this magical moon came up at the end. And that was amazing. And my low is that I feel like summer started yesterday and it's over and we're going home. And I feel like all we've done is work, which is fine. I'm not complaining, but I miss summer and I'm counting the days till next year. Well,
1: I think you miss no responsibility. And I just think what's happened with us is our responsibility. We never don't have responsibility. Yeah. It's gotten, you know, with the kids, especially more, um, it's not even the kids, you know, we just, we're just busy. It's just work, you know? But we're not complaining. Nope, we're grateful. Uh, we're grateful. Grateful
2: to be working.
1: Yeah, and I would say um, my highlight is a similar similar theme, but it also has to do with the fact of celebration. And um, I guess I'm happy to see that you, Rachel, were able to push through. Um, this was a very emotionally fraught week for you. I I would say maybe... Um, I don't love my birthday. I would say that maybe um, some of it was projected on me. I'm not saying that for sure, but I would say that um, my highlight of the week is that Rachel, you know, powered through and really, you know what it is? She deserves to get some appreciation and take a step back and have people appreciate her and, 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 and you should be proud of what you've accomplished. And, my low light of the week is that whenever I try and have Rachel um, smell the roses or you know think about her accomplishments, she really will not even um, acknowledge them, and and it's it, it's a little bit um, like, well, there's this that you know it's it's so what my job is is to try and get to, uh, Rachel to realize just like the summer went quickly, life's gonna go quickly, and if you don't appreciate you know. What you've created or where you are, you know, then then you're just gonna get you're just gonna live in sort of uh, you know what could have been mode, and I don't think that's a good way to live. So that's my low light. Sorry for being so depressing. Jesus,
2: somebody get me off the air. I've never been good at smelling roses till twenty years after.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's time. All right, probably
2: well, also a low light that I got sick for the first time in two years. Big low light. Big low light. But it's okay. I will live. Um, Well,
1: that wraps it up for us for this week. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate all of your questions, your comments, your engagement, and um, let's keep doing it.
2: And we love you back. We really do. Thanks for loving us. Thanks for listening. And we will speak to you next week. Thanks, everybody.